Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Conservative. What I don't like about Washington is they're very nice to your face, and then they take a shiv or a machete, and they stab it in your back. I'm a Wall Street guy, and I'm more of a front-stabbing person, and, and I'd rather tell people directly how I feel about them. Nobody talk about politics, like, don't say anything, you know. A marriage that's been through it all. She has filed for divorce over his naked political ambition. These are the views of a couple in love. A couple with children. A couple with differing opinions and perspectives a couple that survives he's kind of like an impetuous guy in in many ways that's great in some ways it's tough when you're married what leads them back to each other communication conversation and a realistic outlook on the world we live in your hosts anthony and deirdre scaramucci this is mooch and the missus live from sunny la we just uh hung out on our balcony and got some Vitamin D before we came over here. Fanta- right? Fantastic weather in LA. California is addictive. Anthony's super tan. He looks like, um, what's the guy? Uh oh. It's going to be bad. You don't remember? You don't know him? George talking? Hamilton. George She's Hamilton. trying to say I'm the George Hamilton of podcasts. Look at her. If She's only you could on see him. If only there was a live feed. This glow. This glow. I put a little bit of olive oil on. I got out on the balcony and then anything could happen. But right? you know what? Jet it black. just goes to show you he is a little bit older than me. I'm wearing a tank top in the AC and he's got on a, a thermal. Oh my God. The cutting. <laughs> but it's all good, <laughs> peeps. One, one minute into the podcast, the chainsaw <laughs> comes out, okay? All right. Well, we have a lot to, to talk about today. It's been kind of a sad week. A little bit... Um, tumultuous and a little bit melancholy so we have a lot to talk about with that and um here we go so what do you want to talk about first let's let's address the pittsburgh Pittsburgh. shooting that was a big deal this world has turned upside down you go to your place of worship and you are um you're at stake and you're you're worshiping your god and you're shot Listen, it's, it's a it's an unspeakable tragedy, and obviously, I'll say this on behalf of Deirdre and myself: our hearts go out to the people who, unfortunately, lost their lives. Right, and but now we have their to think about this. To... Like, this is not somebody else. You know what I mean? Growing up, you hear stuff on the news. I remember I used to watch Peter Jennings, six p.m. World News Tonight, and to me, it was like, okay, I'm eating my Elio's pizza, and I don't know where that is, but I'm nine. And it doesn't affect me. But that's not how it is anymore. This is our country. This is our uh, community. These are our people. This is our family. This could happen to anybody, anywhere. And unfortunately, every time I go to the mall, anytime I go to the movies, I think about this stuff, especially if I have our kids with us, because nobody is safe anymore, which is a sad way to live, but it's the God's honest truth. Well, it's the God's I, again, truth. I, I, I agree with all that, and I want to focus more on the tragedy and less on the politicization of oh, the tragedy. I'm not, I'm not politicizing not you, this. Not you. I'm saying that what, what I'm watching on television is the he said, she said, or the he said, he said, or she said, she said about 
what happened and finger pointing at different politicians. It's yeah, not politicians. This out. is a this is a systemic problem in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a level of hatred that is boiled over. Some of it is social media re- related. Uh, you and I were at the Bill Maher show on Friday here in L.A. Mm-hmm. And Jonathan Hayde, the professor from NYU, was talking Amazing about how. Guy. How social media, so how social media has proliferated this level of inimical hatred. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, you know, I'm, I'm very close to uh, Israel. Um, I am very uh, pro-Jewish rights and the protection of the Semitic people. Uh, there's a number of different reasons why, but primarily, you know, I grew up in a Jewish area, and uh, I cite in my new book, The Blue Collar President, that Cynthia Magazine, uh, my my friend's mother, who was very, very big on studying, very big on making sure that we did our homework before we did anything else, I think she basically turned me into the academic that I am. I would have never gotten into Harvard Law School if I had not been part of that Judeo-Christian, somewhat Talmudic experience where she was forcing us to study. Of course, she had a big Entenmann's pound cake. You know, we probably ate like <laughs> bribed four, by food. Right, exactly. Probably ate four Entenmann's pound cakes while we were studying at our kitchen table. But truth of the matter is, is that you know I've been to Israel many times, um, and I recognize that if you really believe in Western culture and you you believe in the liberties of the West, uh, we have to protect uh, the biggest minority in Western culture, and that is the individual. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, the individual is the one whose rights need to be protected. If you think about autocracies. It's the individual that loses their ability to express themselves, whether it's in China, Russia, other places. And uh, and well, the Jewish people I, are representative I, of that. So we have, we have to really be out there protecting them. Just a worry about life in general with this stuff. You know, we're not going to go into gun reform and all that because we all know how everyone feels about that and differs on that. But I just worry that we're being desensitized by all of this because every week, like, that's the point I was trying to make about it's not somebody else. It's not somewhere else. Um, it's us, and it's here, and it's happening, and we're totally desensitized by it because it happens on a weekly basis. I read that there was like a shooting in North Carolina at a high school. There were, you know, a, there was a case of bullying, and somebody lost their 15-year-old son. And I think we're just so used to it. We just read it and we keep on moving. And I just am so saddened by it, and I just think it's very sad. So. I don't think it should be a political thing. I think it's a human thing. I and I think people need to come together. Couldn't agree more. Very, so. very, very tragic. And um, at the end of the day, um, when we see things like this, we have to step back and think of our, our families, our, families. our children. Yeah. We've got to figure out a way to dial back this rhetoric and dial back this hatred. It's totally and completely unnecessary. And P.S., um, it's not political. There's... There's stuff that's totally political. This is not political. You know what I mean? This is not. It's and mental. so this everyone men- needs to This stop is mental and- illness. Right. And this is rage and hatred for no reason. Correct. So, but I mean, we're, we're, you know, top story, obviously the uh, synagogue shooting, but also this pipe bomb situation mm-hmm. is another disaster. I mean, the, uh, the uh, again, uh, let me ask you this question. Do you think the political rhetoric of the pre- president and others is to blame for this total nut job? Well, I don't think it's to blame for this specific incident. However, it is obviously heat that the mentally ill person tied it into politics, so that's why it's getting a little more of a play and run on that. But I I don't think it's tied to politi- policy or politics, but I do think that we're at a fever pitch, an all-time high, with this kind of 
um, rhetoric and he said and she said and this side and that side and blue and red. And I think we have to really call upon the leaders of the world, especially our country, to calm down so that people aren't as... um, they don't feel as uh, fortified to do something like this. When you see that guy's van, you're like, okay, this, this he's hearing all of this stuff, and he's feeling like he has the right and the entitlement some, to go out and do this, well, and he does not. Some have accused the president's rhetoric. Some have basically said the president's rough rhetoric, uh, a lot of the tone that he's taken in certain situations. I think uh, sometimes it does impact people. The president's blaming fake news media, and other people are blaming the president's rhetoric and where do you sit on that okay well just explain to me how the how the media i I understand the media has a job to do so they they boost things up and they make it a little more dramatic than it probably is and they spin words and i mean i saw it with you last week you said something and they completely blew it out of proportion and i was like this is ridiculous no they said that they said that i but, said that the president was a liar right and if you, you watch did the not tape say that's that, not what and i was not trying what you to said, say and it's so that's what they kind of do, and I understand their whole angle and on that. But I do believe that if he was a little more kind and gentle in his speech and his rhetoric, it wouldn't feel it wouldn't make people feel as legitimized and as fortified to do things. Okay, so you know, I I talked to him on Sunday after my Bill Maher and Jake Tapper appearance, and the president was basically like, "Listen, you don't understand the hatred that they have for me," and without fighting back. And just citing people back to 2006, after the midterm elections, President Bush said, no, Moss, not fighting back. And they've rolled him so hard that they rolled him out of office. And many people think that that was the main reason why John McCain, Senator McCain, had such a hard time in the 2008 election, that there wasn't a fight back from the Republican Party related to what the media was doing to George W. Bush. And so the president's take is... I've got to fight back. I have no choice but to fight back. Your okay, take is what? Okay, but there's a way to fight back. There's a way to fight back with with poise and with purpose, not with just slander and nonsense. And I think it's, both sides have to cool it, cool it. You know, like when our kids get crazy and they're both like pushing each other and I know like obviously they're both to blame. It's not one side. It's not the other side. Everybody needs to cool it down. And we need to do so for the sake of the country. We are literally at an all-time high of hate, of slander, of just craziness. And we what about need on to your Twitter feed, Mrs. Mooch? You get a mm-hmm. lot of hate on your Twitter I feed? I do. And that's why I was thinking about it the other day. Somebody said something nice, and I was saying thank you to them for saying something nice. And that's outrageous that I have to think that that's a one-off thing that somebody says. And I don't need anyone to say anything nice to me. 24 7 i'm just saying it's a little bit it's a little bit imbalanced with the not nice stuff versus the nice stuff so when the nice stuff comes in you say oh thanks jonathan Haig, the professor on bill maher Mm -hmm. said that one of the issues with social media is that there's so many anonymous haters and trollers that it's lowered the self-esteem of a lot of teenagers and a lot of young people it's probably impacting adults as well. Do you agree with that? I do. And I, I think that the more time we spend on these things, it dulls you out. It makes your brain like numb, like you had sort of like Novocaine into your, you know, neuroscience in your head. And I know I feel it. And I actually see it in our kids. Like when our four-year-old spend, Nicholas spends too much time on the phone, he's like moody and kind of like 
uh, irritable. And he's not getting incoming hatred from anybody on a Twitter feed. But if he's playing something like Tetris too long, he's like a different kid. And I think it affects everybody. And I think we all need to scale back on that, kind of get more involved with the humans in our lives. And I feel like people will be happier. And I know it sounds like sound bites, but I really do believe that. That's why half my friends get mad at me because I don't respond to them right away. But I hate my phone. You know, I don't pay attention to it. At at what point, though, would you take a social media threat seriously? Because I'll tell a quick story. Um... I don't know. We've had some serious ones, like they want to set our kids on fire and stuff well, like that. Well, yeah. Somebody said that they, you know, they wanted to set one of our kids on fire. I was working in the White House, again, for a short period of time, but I turned it over to the FBI, and they were like, okay, we have to take this seriously. And then they obviously got the point of origination of the tweet, and they descended on this person's house, and they knocked on the door, pulled the person out of the house, and started questioning him. It turned out it was a... 70-year-old person, I'm not going to say male or woman, but they basically were upset with the president's policies and decided that they were going to invict that on me by saying that they were going to boil one of my children. Right. So, well, ho- half I the time know. you hope is it's that, like that kind of thing, like when our kids that say, oh, I hate you yeah. because they're mad at us that we didn't buy the toy. But uh, sometimes you never, you know, you don't know. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Not to make such a hard transition, but I'm just curious to know what you think because you've done a lot of reading and I was saying to you this morning on the plane that I'm not a constitutional scholar by any means. So a lot of this is a learning process for me. But the whole thing about the birthright citizenship, um, there are many things that I totally get what Trump is saying. And then there are some things that I, you know, my heart goes out to people that are looking for a safe place or a, for asylum. So what do you think about this? And do you think this is actually something that could actually go down in the Trump administration. Well, well, I mean, I think the the great news about the Constitution and the way the thing's set up is that it would take a monumental number of people to allow something like that to go down. It's not something that the president can actually direct himself. But you know what's I so think, crazy about this? This is like the Bible because there's there's room for interpretation. You know, so it's like, okay, this person who's very, very credible and very smart thinks it's 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 it reads this way, and then there's someone who's equally as intelligent who says no, it reads this way. So, it's definitely up for debate. This should be interesting. This is where like the Supreme Court really comes into play, and nominations are key because it whoever no, sitting on the court is going to determine no, the fate no, of this. No, no question. But if you are a believer in the status quo, then you actually want originalists on the court because. The original interpretation of the Constitution. You have to remember the founders, many of which were not born in the United States, but they had moved to the United States and made it their land and eventually made it their nation, uh, believed in the whole birthright concept. And, And moreover, if you think about the idea of liberty, 
and you think about the concept of America and what's so wonderful about America that people have to remember is that we can attract people from all over the world. So we have a seven billion person supply of human capital to bring to the United States. In five short years, you can be in a Chinese American, you can be an Italian American, but you cannot do that. Uh, by going to China. You can't mm-hmm. be an American no, Chinese. No, it's never reverse. Like, it can't they be don't, it's so, not the same sort of evolution, yeah, not a, the same sort there's of a blood. There's a blood concept. There's an or, or La Sangramia blood concept mm-hmm. to their citizenship. But in the United States, it's an idea. It's a safe haven. It was a land for religious protection. It was a land for freedom of expression. But at some point, we do need to somehow manage it. It's a managing thing, you know, because Trump always says, if we don't have borders, we don't have a country. And I, I understand what he's saying. So we're the land of acceptance and the land of, you know, um, empathy and heart, but you can't do that for everybody or, or else it, you don't have a country anymore. I'll use oh. the word anchor baby. Excuse me. I'll use the word anchor baby. Yeah, well, I mean, he, he says that in that I mean, context those, those because he, ki- those, those he feels words like the system is being manipulated. make people feel badly. You know, when, yeah. when you start using those catchphrases and um, those kinds of things. And he's married to somebody who her parents, uh, they recently got citizenship. So that's chain... Uh, what do you call it? Chain immigration. Chain immigration. But, 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 I mean, but listen, I mean, here's the point. You're asking me a question. It's interesting because we're on the plane coming out in preparation for the podcast. I turn to you. I say, what do you think? And you're like, well, I see the president's point. I'm thinking here as a person that's read the Constitution, took constitutional law, and you know you – I'm a little bit of a nerd, read a lot about the Constitution. A little I'm thinking, bit of a nerd. I'm thinking, More hey, than a little this bit. is the wrong way to go. We have to figure out a different – way to do this. If the president is basically saying that someone's manipulating the system, let's come up with a way to prevent them from manipulating the system. Having said that, um, I want people that are born in the United States to be endowed with the rights of the United States and the idea. More important than anything else is the idea of the United States. Uh, Lincoln called it the last best hope for mankind for a reason. He understood that while we were flawed and he was dealing with slavery, he understood that we were a land of progress and we were a land that could make things go better for other people. And so, but let's transition to the caravan because I think this is an interesting point. I feel like we're being so you, humdrum. Okay. Well, you, you, you made this point. Well, let's talk about the fact that we flew here this morning, right? Yeah. And then we're flying home for Halloween because our kids are like waiting in their Incredibles costume. Right. Well, no, that's the, you're, uh, you're, 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 you're little so four-year-old Nick. So tired. You're a little four-year-old I'm glad this Nick. isn't a TV show. No, your little four-year-old Nick is saying to himself, you know, I may be the Incredible Dash. I may be the, uh, oh, the right. cat he's guy like, from PJ no, Masks. He's asking us last night, who's, who's faster? This is going to determine who he's going to be for Halloween. Who's faster? Um, Dash. Cat boy from right. PJ Masks. Right. Or Dash from The Incredibles. And he's going through this whole set of rationale about why he should be Catboy, you know? So and so what do you think he's going to be? Because I have him I as Catboy. I think Cat he's going to go with Catboy. Yeah, 100% yeah. Catboy at this point. Yep. And uh, everyone listening to this probably knows Unless I can bribe him with some kind of toys or something like that. So, well, whatever. Just, you and I are going to be The Incredibles. We're all, now that we're just like ridiculously need, off politics, we're saying, let me mm-hmm. just explain to you our different parroting styles. I believe in bribery. And threatening. <laughs> and and Deirdre obviously doesn't believe in that. She's read some parenting books. Yeah. Well, 
We'll see how our kids turn out. We'll, hey, hopefully, we're still doing uh, this podcast in 15 years, and I'll let you know if they're absolute tyrants or they're actually good if, people. If we're doing this podcast <laughs> in 15 years, I'm going from 5'8 to 4'11. <laughs> And I'll, I'll be going as Yoda at that Halloween oh party. Oh my god! 15 you won't even have to now, dress okay? up. You'll I'll have the, full I'll have on. My, have my little gray cane. skin and like wiry hairs and, coming out. And and for embarrassing myself even further, there are very sharp copper wires coming out of my ears right, right now. At no, my age. not at this point in your life. It's, it's bad. But it's then, bad. and you know what? I will be like. I still be like Svelte and like Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Take, give it to me. Give it right. to me. All right. So now, I, I want to abrupt segue because that's what we love well, to I do mean, on this podcast. I mean, this is about Halloween. Also, the Megan. I have been thinking so much about this Megan Kelly uh, commentary firing debacle. So, so, what do you think? I think that we have taken it to a whole new level of hypersensitivity. It's crazy, right? Yeah. Can't say anything. Because I hon- people are going to go nuts on us right now, or nuts right. on me. But I honestly think she was just talking about back in the day, and she was saying, like, I remember my brother, I don't know, I was like five, so he's seven years older than me, he was like 12. Be careful, the podcast is doing like very no, well. I know. No, if no, no, this if you is throw, not anything. If you throw a microaggression out there right now, all of a sudden we're <laughs> blown, we'll, we're blown well, from we the podcast have any, universe. Any okay. listeners. No, so no. I was five, he was 12. I don't 12. want you to tone it down, tone it up. All right, I was As the a president jet. says, I'm not toning no, down my I'm rhetoric. I'm toning it up. That he says. Toning it up. That he's okay, doing. Tone it up. Okay, say it. Megan Kelly no, should have been fired or not. Okay, I'm telling a story. Go ahead. Focus. So I was the jack in the box. My dad was very crafty, so he made me the jack in the box, and I looked so cute. So cute. I wish we had pictures to show. But my brother was 12, and he's obviously a white dude from, you know, the suburbs, and he was obsessed with Michael Jackson. Obsessed. So much so that when I broke my leg that same year, he signed my cast, Michael Jackson. He was, like, living in an alternate universe, you know? So he was Michael Jackson that Halloween. But he didn't... He didn't color his skin he just wore like a glittery glove and glittery socks and that whole thing so if he colored his skin that would have been a no-no well that's what i'm saying it's like back in the day if he did that and he was 12 and you know it's 1986 or something like that he was trying he was a humongous fan of the guy he wasn't saying anything or doing anything negative right. or nefarious he was like loving right, the guy this, so she, i think she, she was just saying that she did that, that back in got, the day Different reason. Like I didn't get fired. Well, for, I think I didn't get she... fired for the phone call. It got blamed on the phone call. I got fired because of the hierarchy, and you know it was time for me to go because I couldn't. There was no way. No, my I think she got fired because Kelly. she has a sixty-nine. Mi- okay, unless you're literally saving lives and you're doing open heart or brain surgery on young children every day throughout the globe, who the heck is getting paid $69 million to do anything? Well, well, to talk of, for well, an hour on NBC well, in the morning? Of, That's ridiculous. A lot of people get paid a lot of money. But that you know. is what's wrong with this world. Who the heck is getting paid? Just, I was just asking about Megan Kelly. We just we're now making this whole big statement about the world. I'm just saying, like okay, but, Matt Lauer, you know that might have been a reason they found all this stuff to try to use against him. Megan Kelly, those are ludicrous numbers to be paying someone to get to okay, talk about fluff the, on NBC at 10 a.m. for an hour. Let's say I say something, I tweet something inappropriate. I am Roseanne Barr. Let's say I say something inappropriate on this podcast or I do a malapop on television. It could happen. And so then, boom, you're dead, done. I don't think that should be. Life okay, over. That should not be. Okay, so because why is it going to that we're extreme? So, we're fallible. We're humans. People say things. People do things. 
people are are so ridiculously sensitive. The, Everybody the, needs the, to stop. The, the men listening to this podcast knows that she's talking over me right now, which is totally fine. But like, let me just ask you this: You talk over why? everybody. Why is it? I don't so... even know. Like half the time, I hear you on the phone with people. I always say to him, "Let them talk. Let them talk." I'm whispering underneath my breath because he's just pile driving over the person. I'm like, "Who the hell is going to talk know, to this guy know, again?" You know, it's upsetting. He doesn't right even now. hear one just thing give they're saying. Some corporate advice: If you're going to hire your wife's best friend to be her assistant at points in your life it's going to be two on one okay we have the assistant right here live in the in the recording booth right now shaking her head egging the other blonde <laughs> no, on no she just Agar, knows Agaron, you right, and Sammy. knows that you talk over Sammy, everybody. go ahead Agaron. Agaron. but you're not even listening let me ask you the question are we going to stop with the Capital and professional punishment for microaggressions. We need to. It's not even fun to live. I get that. I get that. But it's not even fun to live anymore. You can't even talk. I can't. I'm done. No, that should not. This world is not even fun to live in anymore because you can't say anything. I got a notice from our from Nick's school that said, "Don't wear this. Don't wear that. Don't wear Moana. Don't wear like. Come on, like." You can't Moana? Wear, mo, mo, he loves mo. that movie. So if he wanted to be Maui from Moana, he can't be Maui from Moana because who is that offending? Because it's racist to be Maui, mo- though? He no, likes the movie Moana. I don't know. I'm just saying everybody is so over the top. It's so crazy. I don't know how it started, when it started, why it started, where it started. But I hope at some point it ends. You, you, I do. You, and so uh, I think me, Megyn me, Kelly, I don't know. Let me ask you this, and please tweet at Mooch and the Mrs. Who do you think gets blown off the air first, the mooch due to microaggressions or the missus? <laughs> Who do you think gets crushed from the air? I don't know. Flattened like a me. pancake. It could be me. So I, I maintain that it's going to be hard to knock my you-know-what. It's going to be very hard to knock me out because I'm so ridiculous anyways. At this point, the brand is part of that. It's like right. ridiculousness. The bar is really low on the mooch. Oh, my God. But, oh my God! Like, by the way, we just ate these tea cakes in the other room. Lorraine jumping. from KNX brought them in for us. Thousand calories a piece. And jumping. Anthony's assistant and my, my friend, my dearie Sammy, just texted me that she has icing on her sweatshirt because we ate fifteen of them. Okay, before I we have came icing on my nose and I have my blood sugars at three fifty. Could you please call like a diabetic <laughs> uh, endocrinologist? Uh, Go to the midterms, girl. What's going to happen in the midterms? Uh, I'm just hoping that they'll be over soon. But I can't deal happens? with them anymore. Honestly, I don't. I don't necessarily follow these local or state by state races. I'm not that big into politics, as everybody knows. So I'm just hoping that the, the best man or woman wins for each of those places. So, so let me ask you this, though: It's October. There's always an October surprise before an election. Well, we've had You've ten got, yeah, of them this so week. I mean, are they the contrived? synagogue shoot. No, they're just contrived. The, there was a shooting in a synagogue. Oh, well, that's definitely There's, not contrived. The pipe bombs? The pipe bombs are not contrived. No, the madman said, hey, it's before the election. Let me drop the pipe bombs before the election. Well, maybe, but he wasn't consp- conspiring with anybody to do that. That might have been his own, you know. Okay, so you think it's coincidental? I do. Okay. This is a really strange place we're living in. So. Who, win- who wins the midterms? There'll probably be something else, mark my words, before Tuesday. Hillary running for president? It's 2020. She said... She's desperate to run, though. Right? She doesn't hot. want to go through the... Oh, oh God. That's oh, like a Halloween. Oh, oh. That's very appropriate for Halloween. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Could you play that again, please? Just for... <laughs> Poor Hill. Oh, God. No, I right, think that she, she doesn't again? want to go through the meat grinder of the of the 
campaigning and the running, but I think she, if she could just be like ejected into the presidency, she would do that. Hey, there's five million people that would want that. No, I mean, you know, not no. me. Okay, not you, but I mean, I'm just telling you, there's people that would want that. Not me. I know you're looking he at would, me. You would. Get the he hell would, out of here. He would. He would. Could you? Could you imagine? Get the hell out of here. Okay, so no, let's, I go can't. Back. let's go back. Oh my, my, oh my God, could you imagine? Okay, oh, there'd no. be a lot of F-bombs flying from the Oval Office. I'd be ups- and people would be upset with me. Yeah. But Hillary's running, yes or no? I think so. She's running. Okay, so we said Well, she it just here. seems to keep popping up everywhere. We so. said it here on Mooch and the Misses. She's, she's currently pressing her pantsuits yes, she's, as we speak. Yes, yeah, yeah, she is running. There's no question about it. She's testing the water. She's got a big donor base. She made some mistakes last time. She thinks she is the candidate to take on Donald J. Trump. She said there's she a lot got, of work to do because she thinks she has to fix all of his, everything yeah, and, he messed and, up. And she got three million more votes than him. Mm-hmm. And so she thinks she's the best candidate. And I'm telling you right now, Mooch and the Misses, pre-Halloween. 10 going to be scary for a lot of people. But let me tell you something. I think she's running. All right. Well, what else? Let's see. Do we have any tweets from our... Uh, erstwhile followers? Our peeps? Let's see. Okay, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Okay, so people want to know what we think about this whole um, National Candy Corn Day. I think it's, I think candy corns are disgusting. Personally, I'm, I'm in love with candy corn. Okay, <laughs> this is this is why we're totally different. Right? Okay. We are so we're different. To- it's totally so weird. Totally I can't different, which stand is why you're incredibly sexually attracted to me. Let's just oh face, my let's face God. the music right here. Who would because, want to know that? Uh, no, people already know that. They could just tell the Oh, element, you're not attracted to me? Thing. I'm ridiculously attracted to you, but they, yeah. oh, duh. I don't know what I said. Oh, I hope no one from remember. my family is listening to this. <laughs> you listen to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> you see, Neil, Fi- Neil fires in Trump with the whole wiggle thing that he mm-hmm. does. I mean, and by, anyway. the way, by the way, all you liberals out there that are loving on my wife, I got to just let you know that she watched the president as a candidate with the whole, I don't I don't remember she watched it 4,000 times okay? I, because I couldn't believe how um, insane he was acting okay that's I why. just let you know she watched it 4,000 times anyway so what we're was gonna the question? what was the question no that's it I'm just saying it's national candy corn day I'm not a fan of candy corn but we did have five million tea cakes and now we're gonna head out of here we're going to um, book Anthony's party. book party for Trump the blue-collar president and we're flying home tonight back to our family back to our kids to celebrate Halloween tomorrow. So I hope everybody has a safe and happy Halloween. Eat lots of candy. And we'll see you back in New York next week. But in the meantime, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Send us your um, comments. And if you're in Northvale, New Jersey this Saturday, come see us at Anthony's Book Signing. Or Book Review. We're going to be at Book Review oh, in on Huntington, Sunday on Huntington, in New York. Huntington. Or Hauntington. Hauntington. You know, uh, it's New Halloween York. weekend. But be civil. Keep it nice. And you can disagree and still Spread love Spread the love, people. Amen. See you next week. Amen. Mooch and the Miss is out.